What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily, your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. We are seven days away from the 2022 NFL Draft. The Jaguars hold the top overall pick. Today, I'm running my final What I Would Do mock draft for the Jaguars. Seven rounds. Caught some flack over what the point of a non-predictive mock draft is. The point is, it's fun for me, A. And B, I like to compare what I would do with what the Jaguars actually do and look back at it. For example, I would have taken Trayvon Merrick at 25 last year. Jaguars took Travis Etienne. We have yet to see how that's going to end up playing out. Had the Jaguars taking Etienne at 33. Who knows if he would have been available at 33 had the Jaguars not taken him. But I just like to look back and compare what I would do versus what the Jaguars actually did do. And uh, it's just a fun exercise for me to compare my feelings compared to the Jags' feelings. So that's what we're going to do today. My final what I would do mock draft of the 2022 NFL draft season. Again, we are one week out from the NFL draft. Follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter and Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. If you enjoy the content, please go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube. You can find us by searching Gen Jag. All right. We're going to go ahead and jump into it. I'm going to share my screen with you. We're going to run this on the Draft Network's mock draft machine. Got our screen up here. TDN's predictive board. Seven rounds. We're going fast here. This might take a little while because I want to get this right. I don't want to overlook anything. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. So TDN is very generous and they've offered us a trade via the Lions, but I don't believe the Jaguars are going to receive any trade offers, any trade offers anyways that would um, move the needle enough 
to move out from the number one spot. I do think trading back is the ideal situation, but one week out from the NFL draft, it's just unlikely that it's going to happen at this point with no quarterbacks being coveted as top of the draft type of guys, as elite guys. I know Malik Willis has really kind of soared up boards here, but even, even Malik Willis, I just don't think anyone is trading up to jump the Lions or anyone else for that number one pick. So we're going to sit at one here. And Evan Neal is my top player. I know Aiden Hutchinson is probably the closest thing to a consensus top player in this NFL draft. When you look at draft pundits, when you look at um, analysts and and um, obviously the betting sites, Aiden Hutchinson is the odds-on favorite still. But for me, Evan Neal makes more sense for a variety of reasons. Um, I think he's a better football player. I think that he helps Trevor Lawrence now. He helps the passing game. He helps the running game. Uh, He's an elite pass protector at left tackle, at right tackle, at left guard, at right guard. Uh, Can play all four positions, can play them all well. He's a mountain of a man at six foot seven, 350 plus, incredible athlete. Um, His flexibility allows him to play with great leverage. His hand timing, punch timing, uh, his footwork and his pass sets, all of that's elite. His power at the point of attack is also elite. The one thing you're really looking for Evan Neal to improve on, uh, and he has been improving, is his balance at the second level when he's working to try to uh, make contact with linebackers, off-ball players, um, the secondary, cornerbacks, safeties, etc. He can kind of lose his balance there, but again, he's dominating at the point of attack in the run game. He's protecting your quarterback. He can play left guard for you. When you look at the Jaguars roster, you're not sure what the plan is for Cam Robinson long-term. If it was me, uh, Cam Robinson would not even be on the franchise tag right now. I think they're overpaying him, to be completely honest with you. But even if you're going to overpay him for one year, that's okay. Kick Evan Neal inside, and you kind of have a dominant interior offensive line there, potentially with Evan Neal playing left guard, Brandon Scherf playing right guard, and Tyler Shatley currently plugged in at center. So we're going to go ahead, put Evan Neal on the board here. Uh, I also think when you look at the edge and the OT class overall, because I do think the Jaguars need to land an edge here to pair with to pair with um, Josh Allen. So I, I'm not out on the edge class at all, but my point here I'm, I'm trying to make is that I think Evan Neal uh, and the offensive tackle class isn't as deep as the edge class. So I think I feel confident that we can get someone to pair with Josh Allen as a starting edge rusher uh, to take some pressure off of Allen in the second round or maybe beyond. So it's Evan Neal at one overall. This is the pick I would make. I think it's the right pick. Uh, And of course, we're going to be able to sit here and compare the careers of Evan Neal and Aiden Hutchinson and everyone else. Potentially the Jaguars could take Trayvon Walker. I still think Aiden Hutchinson is who the Jaguars will take. But Trayvon Walker, the the buzz is not dying on Trayvon at one. 
Malik Willis goes to the Panthers at six, which I don't think is super likely. I think the Panthers need a a veteran because Matt Rule is on the hot seat. That whole staff, that front office is on the hot seat. Uh, we're not going to trade out of 33 here. We need to try to add as many talented players as quickly as we can here. If anything, the Jaguars should be more willing to trade up because they have 12 draft picks in the 2022 NFL draft versus moving down here, in my opinion. So Devin Lloyd, Kenyon Green, they both fall out of the first round. Boy, Mafe falls out. Perrion Winfrey. Uh, Ojabo is incredibly talented. He has the Achilles that uh, just awful. I feel so bad for the kid. Tore his Achilles at his pro day. Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, who I think the Jaguars think if this was the board, Quay Walker would probably be the pick for the Jags. So, you know, at least I'm providing some insight onto what the Jaguars would probably do as we go through my what I would do mock draft. Goodness. Devin Lloyd and Kenyon Green, I just don't think they should be available in the second round. I have both of them as top half of the first round players. We've already drafted Evan Neal. <laughs> Couldn't you imagine just overloading that offensive line, adding Kenyon Green? Then you would have, for the future, you'd be looking at Kenyon Green, Evan Neal, Walker Little as your core pieces of your offensive line. That would be awesome. And Kenyon Green has inside-out versatility, too. He can certainly play tackle in a pinch, and he's got the length to potentially play tackle full-time. I'm not sure that's his best projection, but I wouldn't put it past him. But Devin Lloyd is the highest-graded guy I have. But it's at a position that is deep in this class, in my opinion, and it's not a high-value position. Would I pass on Devin Lloyd, even though he's, I think, like 10th on my board, to address edge that I do think is a bigger need? I actually value Ebikadi above Boye Mafe because I think Mafe, there's a solid chance he's going to be a DPR, a designated pass rusher at the next level. I'm not sure he has the ability to set the edge. Mm. Would I take Arnold Ebikadi at 33? I wouldn't have any problem with it. I'm just trying to decide is that the best possible decision we can make. I'm not sure that it is. Because when you look at guys like Josh Pascal, Kingsley Anagbare, Drake Jackson, I think Nick Benito is a DPR as well. Sam Williams, Majai Sanders. These are guys that I think have starting potential at the edge spot. So if I took Ebikadi, I would not be taking the top player on my board. Do I feel comfortable doing that? Not sure. Devin Lloyd is an older prospect at 24 years old, which certainly matters, right? He's going to be 25 this time next year. 
and we've got some depth in this linebacker class. Do we really need Kenyon Green after adding Evan Neal? Again, maybe not. But one of the top players on my board, one of the top players on the TDN board, goodness, so many options. I still think, for me personally, wide receiver is a major need for the Jaguars. I know um, that I think the Jaguars, based on their investments in the wide receiver room over the last year with Marvin Jones, with um, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, not sure that they're going to value um, the idea of adding another receiver here at 33. I think they will add a receiver in this draft class. They need to build that that room for the future for Trevor Lawrence. But are they going to take one at 33? I think it's more likely they, they wait till the third or fourth round. But. I think Sky Moore would be a great pick. I think George Pickens would be a great pick. What is the most impactful thing we can do to help Trevor Lawrence? I think that's the biggest question. I'm going to say it's adding George Pickens. He would be a first-round pick minus his ACL in 2021. I firmly believe that he is a quick twitch guy, very explosive mover. Uh, he ran the four four seven forty less than a year after the torn ACL. Is he a culture fit? I've heard some not so great things about the personality, but I'm not privy to you know what he's like on a daily basis inside that locker room. I know that is critical for the Jaguars, for this coaching staff. Doug Peterson highly values positive energy, uh, team-first players. I think George Pickens fighting to get back on the field in 2021 after that ACL shows a lot about his passion for football. This is... This is a tough decision for me, if you can't tell already. Hmm. Jaquan Brisker is another super talented guy at 33. Tyler Smith, the Jaguars, have uh, had a pre-draft visit with Christian Harris as well. Of course, that doesn't matter for the what I would do mock draft. Sky Moore is interesting because he is undersized, but extremely athletic, incredible release package. I think he can win on the outside despite his size. But can we find a starting wide receiver later, an impact receiver later on? I think we probably can. I'm going to go with my board. I'm going to add Devin Lloyd to pair with Foye Aluokun. I think that's going to give you one of the more talented linebacker duos uh, in the AFC. 
I think that's going to pair well with what Mike Caldwell, the Jaguars defensive coordinator, former linebackers coach and linebacker in the NFL wants to do. Uh, he had Devin White. He had, um, of course, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Their other linebacker who's just a superstar, Levante David in Tampa. Devin Lloyd's the pick. He's too good to pass up on. He's in my top 10 overall prospects. This is a guy that can play the run, play the pass, has incredible length, instincts. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a playmaker. I think he's going to be a superstar in the NFL. So we've added Evan Neal and we've added Devin Lloyd, two players who are the two highest value players in my mind on, off my board uh, available in those spots. Now, I would get aggressive at some point in this draft. With 12 draft picks, you do not need to use all those. I'd try to try to get aggressive to go get some some more high value players in the top 100 likely. Would I trade 65 and 106 for pick 46 knowing that we still have 70 pick number 70 in the third round? think I would. There's going to be a lot of guys I really like here. Nakobe Dean's still on the board. Quay Walker's still on the board. I don't think that's realistic at all. Tyler Smith is on the board. Who He is a physical son of a gun, but he is heavily penalized. A little bit um, raw. Really, really, his first instinct when he gets beat inside is to just hold. Which I guess you'd rather pick up a holding penalty than get your quarterback killed, but we need some refinement there. So we have not addressed the edge yet. We've still got Cameron Thomas, who really is more of a versatile defensive lineman. I think Logan Hall is a three-tech. So I wouldn't trade up for any of the edge prospects available. Wide receiver, George Pickens is still on the board. I think that's who we trade up for here. I think he has legit X potential. Like I said, great at the catch point. Would would not be available at this point had it not been for that ACL. Um, I think he's going to develop quickly in the NFL. You pair him with Christian Kirk, with the rest of the guys you got in that room. You give Trevor Lawrence a guy who's a ball winner, who can also separate at all levels of the field. I think he has Pro Bowl potential. To me, he's baby A.J. Green. He really is. He has that type of game. They just so happen to play at the same school. George Pickens. So now we've got Evan Neal, Devin Lloyd, and George Pickens. I think you've got three immediate impact starters. We're not going to trade up again right now. We might get aggressive on day three if we if we feel like it. Because at this point, we've still got um, 11 total draft picks. We only gave up one extra draft pick to move up to, to the 40s to land George Pickens. All right, got our starting, oh my goodness, Chad Moom is on the board. 
I think he's an option at 33. The Jaguars uh, have hosted him for a pre-draft visit. I think they'd certainly value him at 65 or 70. But with Devin Lloyd in the building, with Foye Aluokun under contract, we are not drafting a linebacker right now. Of course, Trey McBride is probably off the board. He sure is. Greg Dulcich is is available. I'm not sure why he's so low on TDN's board. He's an excellent overall athlete who really uh, is going to be a seam stretcher, in my opinion, at the next level. The Jaguars like Dan Arnold and Evan Ingram. They like Chris Manhurts as a blocking tight end, but all three of those guys have expiring contracts in 2022. We want to attack the tight end position here. I'm going to say the Jaguars should wait on tight end, even though I do value Greg Dulcich's um, his overall his overall game, what he brings to the table. So this is interesting. I think the guys I would value here again, Logan Hall. I think has a chance to be a first round pick. I doubt he's going to be available. And he's a three-tech in my mind. Josh Pascal, he's a big, physical, explosive defensive end from Kentucky. I don't know that he's going to be a double-digit sack guy if he has that in him, but I do think he'll be a starter. Enigbare is pretty raw, but he has incredibly long arms, incredible power. Is he a guy that is going to come in and be able to start for you immediately over a Dewan Smoot? I'm not sure. Drake Jackson, this guy had first round potential, didn't really live up to it in, in 2021, but he still is a guy that I think is undervalued in this class. I'm going to check out his mock draftable, see what we're working with with Drake Jackson. Haven't done a lot of work on him lately. So his broad and vertical show explosiveness, which you, sh- you see on tape. Um, he has impressive overall wingspan and arm length, that 34-inch arms, that 37-inch vert. I think he's a guy in the third round that you could be looking at the ability to be a longtime starter, to potentially be a Pro Bowl caliber player uh, in terms of what Drake Jackson can do for you. It's about uh, finding the right role for him, finding the right playing weight. I think he's fluctuated a little bit. Very interesting player here. Sam Williams, though, too. I mean, he had the off-field issues, but I think he is going to be quickly a three-down defensive lineman at the next level. You look at uh, Drake Jackson's comparisons. you got Arnold Ebikati is a 99% match. We don't have the full picture for Jackson here with all the athletic testing. Let's pull up Sam Williams.
So Sam Williams registered that 4.46.40. Incredible. 1.6 10-yard split. He has the requisite length you're looking for at 33 and an eighth inches arms. Um, 33-inch vert is fine. It's not great. His comps are Boye Mafe, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson. I don't know about Sam Williams's maturity level. I don't know about uh, the off-field issue, the legal issue he dealt with, but I think he's the best player available in terms of edge rushers here. I think you really want to add an edge rusher. So for me, if I was running the Jaguars front office, we'd be doing all our due diligence on Sam Williams. We would have him in for a top 30 visit. We would be trying to figure out who is Sam Williams? Is he dedicated to football? Is he dedicated to be, being a good teammate, quality teammate, a professional? If he is, he's my pick here. Again, I don't have the privilege of knowing that. But I'm going to take Sam Williams. I think he's too talented to pass up in the third round. And again, the Jaguars would need to figure out who who they think Sam Williams is as a person. But Sam Williams as a player, it's probably an early second round, late first round value. So we traded away our top pick in the fourth round. This is where I might get aggressive. Try to land a fourth rounder. We've got the Saints coming up. See if we can strike a deal. They need some more picks anyway, so that works out. We'll drop 157 on them. How about 188? No. There we go. And that still gives us picks 180, 198, 222, and 235. Saints have accepted your offer. All right. Immediately we get an offer from the Rams. So what do we got to work with here? Any of our good safety still available? JT Woods is interesting for sure. All right, so sorry to keep you guys waiting. Alec Pierce is still on the board. Do you want to add another talented receiver? Damian Pierce is still on the board. That's who I would trade up and pick right there probably. Let's look at the rest of the running backs. Yep. I think Damian Pierce has starting, uh, starting talent to play in the NFL, uh, to be a three-down back. He has an excellent 10-yard split, which is more important uh, in terms of consistency as a running back. He has excellent hands, great pass blocker, super fiery demeanor on the field, evidenced by that touchdown that, he's got, that he scored and it got called back, of course, because 
he he uh, got his helmet knocked off and just continued trucking forward and got that touchdown. But that's a penalty, unfortunately. But here, Damian Pierce, he's a perfect fit culture-wise. The Jaguars need some help when you look at running back depth, when you look at is James Robinson going to be ready for the start of the regular season. Travis Etienne certainly should be. But we're going to add Damian Pierce, who I have as a second-round valuation. Now we can sit back and relax for a little bit. We've added our offensive tackle of the future, who is probably going to play left guard in year one. We've added Devin Lloyd, who is going to start next to Foye Luikin. George Pickens, who, depending on his development, should be able to get on the field very early for the Jaguars. He is the most talented receiver they have in their room. Sam Williams. Should also be able to compete to start over Dewan Smoot quickly. And Damian Pierce, we just went over. All right. So our needs, we still could use a center of the future. Maybe a center that can replace Tyler Shatley in the starting lineup. Brock Hoffman fits that bill. He's way down there on the TDN board. Chris Paul. I really wish we had a guy like um, Luke Fortner still on the board, but he just went off at 177. I'm going to go ahead and add Brock Hoffman here because I value him. We are in the sixth round. I value him at this spot. I think he has starting potential at center. We're going to add Brock Hoffman. Got another pick coming up here in a few seconds uh, where we can add. Uh, Damone Clark would have been a perfect Trent Balky value pick. So would Justin Ross. And Darian Kendrick. They went 1, 2, 3, 194, 195, 196. Or excuse me, 194, 196, 197. So the Jaguars, in my mind, they do need to bring in someone to compete with uh, Matthew Wright and Ryan Santoso at kicker. But Charlie Kolar still on the board. Unbelievable. We're going to bring him in. I think he has starting tight end potential in the NFL. He's not an elite athlete, but he is amazing at the catch point. I think he's a good enough athlete, again, to potentially be a starter. Broncos are offering us two-sevenths for one-seventh, and we are not going to do that. We do not need more picks here. With our haul, with our one, two, three, four, five guys that we think can come in and start right away if they needed to. Um, we're not going to be trying to add more picks. We are going to go ahead and take our the TDN, the one criticism I have of their 
mock draft machine is we do not have many kickers or any kickers in here. Matt Areza, the punter from San Diego State, is the only only specialist I've seen on these boards. But uh, we're going to put him as, as a placeholder for insert kicker. I, I'm not going to pretend to have studied the kickers, but you've got Cade York out of LSU. You've got the kid from Texas who has a big leg. Whichever one the Jaguars, whichever one you feel more confident in to come in and compete. Damarian Williams in the seventh has been my go-to pick. He is a developmental undersized, probably nickel corner, but I think he can play inside, outside with his athleticism, with his um, coverage ability. He's very sticky. He's fiery demeanor, played you know, with Marcus Jones his whole career. That Houston secondary was really impressive. We're going to add Damarian Williams. That's going to be our last pick. Uh, I, I think the NFL is moving towards, and, and a lot of teams should be moving towards having four or five quality corners that you feel good about. Uh, when you look at all of the all of the um, offenses that are employing three, four wide receiver sets, having those corners that you can match up with, I think is huge. All right. We're just over 30 minutes here. Took Evan Neal at one overall. He comes in and starts at left guard in 2022. Shifts over to left tackle or right tackle in 2023. Him and uh, uh, Walker Little are your two tackles of the future. Devin Lloyd comes in. He's going to start immediately next to Foye Luikan. They're going to create a, a dynamic linebacker group for you that kind of emulates what Mike Caldwell had in Tampa. George Pickens, we traded up for. He, in my mind, is a first-round talent who is in the second round due to a torn ACL. And he's got catch point ability like no one else in Jacksonville. He can separate um, intermediate and deep with his uh, twitchy kind of athleticism. Six foot three, ran a four four seven, less than a year after a torn ACL. Sam Williams, this is a bit of a risk pick here, but I think it's a, it's a value pick as well because minus his off-field uh, mishap, his legal concern that got cleared up, he would probably be a borderline first-round pick. We're getting him at 70. I think he comes in, you pair him with Josh Allen, as long as he has the right mindset, the right attitude, which of course I don't have the access to, to know that. Uh, but as long as he has that, the Jaguars should be happy to add him at 70. Damian Pierce, I think he could come in and start for any NFL team right away. He's not going to have to in Jacksonville probably because of Travis Etienne. But while you're waiting on James Robinson to get healthy, Damian Pierce should come in and be able to fill his role. Uh, pretty much to a T. I think Damian Pierce could end up being a very similar pro to James Robinson, who has maybe a little bit more juice. Brock Hoffman, he's a starting center of the future developmental center. Uh, if you can get him into your system and get him to be the quarterback of the offensive line, um, develop him behind Tyler Shatley. Maybe he's able to overcome Tyler Shatley 
and and take over that starting job. Charlie Kolar, I don't believe will be available at this point, but he was in this mock draft and I could not pass up on him. I think he has low end starting tight end potential. He's not an elite athlete, but he is an incredible um, catch point receiver. And he's very, very long. He's able to out physical and uh, just go up and get the ball for you. Matt Areza, that is really just uh, insert kicker of your choice, whether it's Cade York or whoever else you fancy come in and compete with Matt Wright. I have not scouted the kickers. I'm not going to lie to you. And then Demarion Williams, he's just a guy that I I think has way more value than being a set, seventh round pick. He's a little undersized, sure. But again, I think building up that secondary room and building up the cornerback room to be able to compete with some of the high-flying passing offenses in the NFL is critical. You need depth at cornerback because it only takes one corner to screw up uh, for you to be given up a big play. Got to have a lot of those guys, and the Jaguars do, especially now with Damari and Williams here. So this is my final what I would do mock draft of the 2022 draft cycle for the Jaguars. We will have another predictive mock draft for you probably next week, maybe on Wednesday, the day before the draft, maybe on Thursday, day of the draft. But again, we are one week out from the 2022 NFL draft. I could not be more excited to get this over with, to see who the Jaguars land. And you guys let me know what you think of uh, what I what I was able to put together here for the Jaguars and my final what I would do mock draft. Let me know on Twitter, YouTube comments, whatever. Excited to hear y'all's thoughts. But that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Check ginjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis. Just dropped an article on Chad Muma, the linebacker out of Wyoming, who the Jaguars have reportedly hosted for a pre-draft visit. And of course, you can check out all the Duval gear up on genjag.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.